UX Podcast, episode 39. You're listening to UX Podcast brought to you from Stockholm, Sweden. For people passionate about balancing business, technology and users within the realm of digital media. Helping you break down silos, here are your hosts, James Royal Lawson and Pear Axboom. Hello and welcome to UX Podcast, episode 39. You're listening to me, Pear Axboom. And me, James Royal Lawson. And today we're sitting at the Clarion Sign Hotel. We in, found a space in, in the conference area. Yeah, in Stockholm. Yeah, we're still in Stockholm. <laughs> we haven't flown anywhere. They say that in intro as well. We don't have to say it every time. Right? Oh, she does, yeah. Yeah, the voiceover. We do have to say it every time. Okay, okay. I think so. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we're not alone. We're not alone, actually. Well, yeah. uh, yes, but um, he's looking as if he wants to be alone and doesn't want to be here anymore. <laughs> we're sitting here with Jesper Åström, uh, and everybody seems to be talking about Jesper these days. Why is that, James? Well, I think... Let's talk about him like he's not here. Yeah. Uh, one of the reasons why is because... Um, yes, but we'll talk a little bit more about yeah. what, uh, what he does. But one of the things he's doing just now is um, guest blog, doing a hundred guest blog posts. Right. Um, this is linked to a. There's a lot of Swedes at the moment doing a hundred blog posts in a hundred days, mm-hmm. um, and you're one of them. And I think you're all crazy for doing it. Um, yeah, it is a bit crazy. Yeah. Yes, but he's not doing a hundred blog posts in his own blog in in hundred days. He's doing hundred guest blog posts over a period of time. Mm. Mm. But anyway, um, oh, Jesper Åström, um, who are you? Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. <laughs> thank you. God, and thank actually, you. this is this is a guest blog post, a guest blog ah. podcast or something. Yeah. yeah. yeah so be from post. now on, we'll keep quiet and Jesper will do the talking. <laughs> yes, I'll ask the questions yeah. and I'll answer them. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it will Perfect. be a period of time devoted to my voice <laughs> alone. <laughs> no. Um... Yeah, I uh, work here in Stockholm. Uh, I uh, work with uh, uh, mostly affiliate marketing nowadays. I've been uh, starting and uh, running some companies previously in advertising and uh, some startups prior to that. Worked in the PR industry and in the advertising industry, basically. You've been working for a lot of years, haven't you? Yes. In the digital business. Yes. I started back in 98. Uh, Then I took a semi-break. When I moved to Gothenburg for uh, uh, my university studies in econometrics, uh, but um, yeah, at the same time as I was there, I was educating the professors on how to publish <laughs> their their uh, academic papers online. Awesome! Yeah. So I was teaching them HTML. Uh, basically, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, uh, then Rich Media came along, and uh, that was a lot of fun because they didn't have to, you know, post uh, really, really long text, but they could start posting other things that were were more interesting to watch. So, so what is econometrics? It's basically a mixture between statistics and uh, economics. Okay. You look at regression patterns a lot, mm. meaning that if this, then that, uh, and if these two uh, happen to simultaneously, will that have a, a scalable effect or will mm. that have a 
damaging effect if this happens and then that happens what happens then so it's a lot of I, I failed this module at university ah okay yeah that, we, we had a Greek um, lecturer who I, as far as I could tell he couldn't really speak English and we were doing high level applied maths you know, yeah. to apply mm. the economic theory and I just couldn't get it it, not in the two terms or whatever we were doing it. Mm. So I got a really low score. It's my lowest test score ever. Mm. I have a great book at home. Oh. Yeah. That, I mean, it, it really opens up the topic. And oh, cool. It's not... Okay, cool. it, and, and when that inspiration kicks in and the logic yeah. settles, yeah. the math becomes no problem. Oh, you'll have to give it the title. Yes. So if, we'll I, if, I, if I understand this correctly, it's sort of about putting numbers on human behavior. Yes. Yeah. Good ah. link. I like it. Mm-hmm. One thing... Uh, some of my, well, my impressions of you, Jesper, during the last few years I've known you, um, you're, you're a web tactician. You're yes. an excellent web tactician. Um, and um, to difference to so many people that claim to be strate- web strategists, but they don't really do strategy. They're always doing tactics, but they don't really admit it and understand it. Mm. Um, and on top of that, you've done hundreds of campaigns and, yeah. um, I suppose, web activities yes. over the years. And um, admittedly, you've worked with spam. Yes. Yeah. I see. I was being nice. I was calling it um, campaigns and web activities. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, well, it all, it's all a matter of definition, of course. But yeah. G- generally, that is what if I if I uh, hold a talk or if I uh, talk about things, I I always mention spam, and that is generally what people remember. But it's all it's only been like uh, one or two years of my life. Yeah. Gave me a lot of of data, mm. and it gave me a lot of uh, information about how people actually uh, behave with small changes to a subject line or to an introduction in an email or mm. to links if they're long if they're short if they're you know it gave me so much information and and that has over the years turned into some kind of understanding so i'm very happy that i did it but uh, yeah at the time i did it it wasn't illegal either mm. so right. so i mean i saw no problem in doing yeah. it and actually, I actually, I'm, I'm sort of jealous because I think it's it's an excellent experience. I mean, oh god, yeah. Everybody's bad mouthing spam, but they don't really know much about how it no. works behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Oh, this, this, this is an excellent running down to the, the bigger topic of the of the, the podcast, um, which is is really um, the you could say the clash between data and user experience. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to talk um, about the blog post you wrote recently a bit more now, but I think that's that's spam is. It's just when you push the user experience in a into a certain extreme, which is not necessarily giving the most reward for the for the user, but no. trying right, to give the most reward for the company. Right. But it's all about tweaking the user experience. Yeah. Exactly what you would call, call like the dark side of UX. Yeah. yeah, yeah, dark patterns and all the rest of it. Right. It's that side of UX. Yeah. yeah. And I don't really, I mean, it's, it's interesting to <coughs> still today study the change, only the change in Nigeria letters. Uh, I, you know, I read them when I get them because it's, it's really informational on how to structure emails because I guess those are the most tested emails in the whole world yeah. right. because they have to be. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, yeah. they will not meet the right type of person. You're right. That, so with regards to the changes, and the change has been remarkable. If you compare a Nigeria letter from, from uh, just a few years ago mm. to one today it's just an immense difference between the two mm. uh, with the introduction how like when they start mentioning their name the whole like yeah my cousin's mother mm. brother wow, yeah. someone yeah. has left whatever that is the story's just become the story is the storyline is pretty much the same mm. there's a lot of cash here and it's waiting for you mm. uh, but 
the introduction before they actually mention any names has become longer and longer and longer and longer. Mm. Okay. And so, so th- that is a change that I've tried to implement on some other e- email types, mm. and it seems to have no effect on on uh, conversion rates. How? Okay, if I if I go way beyond. Um, uh, you know, page lengths and things like that. Yeah. But people seem people who click seem to be reading a lot of stuff these days. Mm. Okay, so, yeah. Some so people are more accustomed to reading on screen and yeah. they're more yeah. 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 I, I love say. that you're using the, the Nigeria yeah. letters as research material. Yeah. <laughs> I think it is excellent. Another thing I I've, I've been fascinated by some of these ones that um uh, uh, internet memes or, or spam and things that have been going for for absolutely ages, almost without change at all. Yeah. Um, this, this. I mean, every now and then you'll see an email come up, and you go, "Oh, yeah, I remember that from like the nineties." Yeah. <clears throat> and it'd be almost exactly the same. Mm. And this, this talk of it. Oh, I was talking to a friend who works at one of uh, a, a, a Swedish authority, um, and um, they have a problem with an email that comes in, and they're still they've been having problems with this email that comes in and gets clicked on. It's a virus one, and it's exactly the same email they've been having dealing with basically for for years, um, but people still click on it. Right. It, it, it changes enough to be get through the filters, but the email itself is exactly the same. Same VB script. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, pretty much. I love you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, it's the same. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not, I think it's a password reset one. Yeah. Um, it's uh, help desk, and um, you've got to click on this link to reset your password. Okay. And it, it's yeah. very, it's very little text, and it's almost exactly the yeah. same, and everyone keeps clicking. Yeah. <laughs> <That's fantastic. laughs> <Without> fail, yeah. <laughs> And if you look in the in the, in the uh, top of the code in the email, you will see that it's probably some appeal to some revolution happening somewhere in the world where they want you to pay attention. Mm. <laughs> and it's probably the same revolution that has ended 10 years ago. Because they can't stop it. No. Yeah. <laughs> there is an on button, but no off button. Yeah. That's, that's actually really, that's true. And that's yeah. really interesting. No. Some of these things, you're in the, in the, not the panic, but in the desire to get, things out and to get it to go viral um, you don't plan um, the exit no. strategy no you no. Don't ha- never have an exit strategy <laughs> there is none there is none <laughs> and that's why I think it's so funny when, when companies talk about campaigns uh, I think campaign I mean campaigns can be used to start hmm. campaign is more a definition of the size of your media b- buy Mm. Uh, this is how how like the time we are able to spend money on this specific thing, mm-hmm. like six weeks. Mm. Yeah, but the campaign might go on. Mm. Like the result of the campaign is whatever comes out of it. So that never stops. Yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. You can see that sometimes with hashtags. Companies are using hashtags in campaigns. Yes. Um, when the campaign stops. They can't control the no. hashtag. The hashtag is there for as long as people want to keep using yeah. it, yeah. and can reuse it and repurpose it to whatever yeah. they fancy doing, um, good or bad for the brand. Yeah, and then then comes the spammers. You know, yeah. they, they they hijack it, yeah. and then they destroy it. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. So connecting all this to to human behavior and numbers, uh, what actually triggered us to, to contact you and have you on the show is the blog post you wrote on uh, Joachim Jardenberg's blog. Uh, which was all about the one nine ninety theory. Yes. Uh, tell us a bit about that. Well, uh, it, it was actually a uh, English uh, or a worldwide agency called Profero that put the name on it, or that you know put it in terms of the one nine ninety model. Uh, for me, it had always been about like workers and uh, commentators and and uh, the audience. Yeah, that's the three yeah. types of person you split um, everyone up into. For yeah. Campaigns. 
And generally, it's like this. Uh, there is about or approximately, if you run a campaign, if you run some kind of communication effort or want to get users involved, there is about 1% to 3% of the population that you reach out to that will be interested in creating content for you, unique, original content. Then you have about about or between 9 to 18% somewhere there. They are willing to to comment on this content that has been created. Mm. Uh, they have op- they are opinion makers. So mm. this is not a, a, a really a, a new idea. We always had you know the 80-20 rule. You have 80% of people who consume what uh, 20% of people mm. think. Mm. Uh, 20% of the people creating 80% yeah. of the content yep. and all yeah. of those Perito things. Principle. Yeah. Mm. So it's it's basically it's not a new new concept in that way, but then then when you put this, when you apply this in in uh, digital um, uh, tactics, mm. it becomes very interesting because it gives you an easy way once you've found out which user is which mm. and what relationship then the, the relationship you should have with this person becomes very uh, simple to maintain because mm. you know what triggers them for example the workers they are uh, triggered by uh, being able to express themselves through you so mm. that is what drives them they are that's they, their incentive yeah, yeah that's their incentive mm. they don't necessarily want to get paid mm. they don't want to uh, get uplifted they don't want to they just want the proper tools to do uh, whatever it is that they want to do. Mm. They want to get enabled. Mm. Now, uh, with the nines or with the, uh, the commentators, those are generally uh, uh, talkers. Mm. Uh, as we in Sweden would say, snickly snackare. Uh, <laughs> uh, th- those guys are usually famous. You know, Those yeah. are known uh, either by being a troll being a complete asshole mm. or by being really good at conveying a message yeah. to 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 uh, whoever is listening mm. and so the the role play between the the ones and the nines the commentators and the workers is significant in the uh, sense that they it it makes your content and those workers content interesting for the rest of the bunch who is then gonna uh, get entertained mm-hmm. by it because the, right. the the workers get uh, the payment with their with us enabling mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. The nines get their payment with us, you know, calling Give them the heroes attention. or yeah. or playing the game on them, mm-hmm. you know, making us attractive. You know, it's mm-hmm. all about the attraction game with mm-hmm. them. But what happens there becomes entertainment for for the nineties or the big the big bunch of people. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And when I say entertaining, I don't mean like you have to laugh. Or you have to cry, or you have to do something like that. Yeah. But it becomes interesting, and people feel a sense of of uh, uh, of relevance mm. rather than it would have if you spent time on communicating on your own. Because mm. then mm. it's like, yeah, I'm tired of you. Mm. So you use the you use you use ten percent on the ones and the nines. Yeah. Um, uh, so to generate content uh, that loosely ties in with what you have for a plan and your tactics yeah. to reach the other. 90. Yeah, exactly. Mm. So, simple case. Send out an email to the ones asking them to create stuff for me. Uh, then I send whatever they created to the nines asking them to comment on it mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and to rate it. Yeah. And then that creates a top list. Mm. That top list I can then send out to 90s and say, here are the top 100 of whatever. Mm. And they feel secure because it's not me ranking. 
it's other users ranking. They don't need to know what users exactly. Mm. For transparency reasons, it might be good to show who actually did the ranking, but they don't really care. They mm. just want the top five. Mm. Mm. They want to make an educated selection. Mm. <coughs> and so uh, it's a cynical way of looking at it, but... But uh, everybody's happy. Yes, everyone's <laughs> because happy. Because you want to have because Every, you've, everyone you've is happy. solved their, their needs to, yeah, to win, get somewhere. Win, 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 win situation. Yeah, yes. yeah. And then, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Happy because they, they get to shout and scream and get attention exactly. on them. Yeah. Uh, well, then the other 90%, they're happy because yeah. they've got... They're, they're, well, it's easier for them to convert into a buy or whatever because yes. they, they can see, oh, I like this, I want yes. this. Yeah. Hmm. And I mean, I mean, you can dress this in the several different types of terminology, mm. what I'm saying. Mm. Uh, I've chosen to dress it in these uh, cynical Mm-hmm. terms because uh, for some reason I've noticed that people start to listen when I do when mm-hmm. I don't dress it in the, the nice <laughs> words <laughs> but when I That's pull it down well. to, to the most simplistic form of you language know, you know full well what because that then is you get because the, the nines yeah. the nines <laughs> respond to you as a one yes <laughs> exactly <laughs> so, oh. so, so that is um uh, or usually when I write a blog post, for example, that's mm. when I implement, I always write a how to do something mm. because I will get the response, uh, the responses that I need from the nines in order to make it interesting for a bigger audience, mm. for a wider audience. And so, especially with blogging, reach is, is like, that's the prime yeah. goal because you want your opinions or uh, theories or ideas to spread mm. uh, and uh, then you want feedback on it in order to evolve yourself and your mm. own thinking. Mm. Mm. So, What's your thoughts on Because, I mean, you mentioned some of this in, in your article as well, that it doesn't, of course, have to be 1%, 9%, 90%. It can be other, uh, other percentages as well. But given that how much we talk about how the Internet has enabled everyone to start creating content and be their own like broadcasting studio like we are, Hasn't the number of people or the number of workers then increased over like the te- past 10, 15 mm. years? Yes, and diversified. Mm-hmm. So yeah. now we have a UX podcast right yeah. now uh, because you guys are ones within the UX area. Mm-hmm. Now, because you're creating this podcast that can then be enjoyed by other people right. and that they can comment on. Mm. And... Uh, I'm brought in as a piece of content, like a picture on the yeah. blog post. Mm-hmm. And so uh, <laughs> for, 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 th- for that reason, you know, it's, it's becoming a lot easier to, to collaborate like we're doing. Mm. And then we get more ones, but we don't get more ones for McDonald's right. just because, uh, but we get a diversity of ones mm. yeah. instead. And I mean, I've seen when we've been able to convert nines into ones and the nineties into nines mm. And nineties into nineties into ones. All right, so you're not fixed in a in a in a pigeonhole for the rest of your life. No. You you move between these and yeah. you move be- different campaigns, different, different brands, yeah. different situations, yes. and you will end up right. being a different one. It's not a person, but it's a behavior. Yeah. Mm. So it's really irrelevant. Like on Facebook, for example, it's not a name, but it is a ID. Mm. So that ID is just a number, mm. just as, uh, and that is also cynical to say because mm-hmm. we believe that we should build relationships. Yeah. But relationships only last as long as you keep the flow going. But then you might miss, mm-hmm. and a miss might mean that you lose some. But then you gain some other people's interest that would then become your nines, your new nines, mm. and your new ones. If you then stuck in having, you know, uh, Peter Parker, uh, the Spider Man. Mm. 
as your relationship bond there. Peter Parker is not interested anymore, but mm. then you know his cousin might be the one who steps in to that role. Mm -hmm. So you got to be able to look at how people behave and then adapt your strategy Mm. uh, on top Mm. of that. And that will help you build whatever you're building. That's interesting because I think people can really get stuck in seeing that, oh, I really love that person. I want them to be in my relationship. And focusing on that and not seeing all these other people knocking on your shoulder and trying to be a part of you as well. Yes. Mm. Or you're attempting to to save uh, an existing community yeah when actually you should maybe looking beyond to the next community yes transitioning across yeah Yeah. i said there was um bbc the bbc um uh, released some research last year um claiming that the the 1990 model had died and and they put forward um uh, something they called um, the particip the participation choice um and they said that it was now um 1760 23 (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> where's the ratio there? Um, but they, I think the reason Excellent. why they got those kind of figures is because they they'd done a survey um, across the web. They'd basically gone out and surveyed people and asked, "Do you create content?" Yes. And everyone got, "Yeah, well, I mean, I wrote I wrote yeah. a Facebook update yesterday." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hands went up. Yeah. So they got a huge percentage of um, of ones and then yeah. a massive percentage of um, of nines yeah. um, and a tiny clump. Um, at the right. end there, and they started to say that well, you know, we've got to adjust our thinking now. We can't follow the one nine ninety anymore. We've got to we've got to presume that everyone creates content. Yeah, but we got to presume that everyone does, but maybe not in relationship to you. Mm. So you got to be able to what you're doing now. <laughs> so in a sense, it's become even more interesting to listen mm. uh, to the because people want to participate if mm. they're able to. Mm. And they know how to. Mm. So they do it somewhere, mm. but they might just not do it with you. Mm. Uh, and they, even though you try, they might mm. never be, be interested. Like, for example, on the Facebook page, mm. you, I mean, for, it's known that you're 40% coupon chasers. Yeah. The, if you're a brand that sells consumer products, mm. about 40% of the people on your uh, Facebook page, they only want deals. Mm. And brands are afraid to sell on their Facebook page and give deals. You know, I'm just like, hey, that's what they want. Do it now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Put a, like a picture of a coupon and send it out and people would like yeah. it like mad. Yeah. Especially if you um, thinking back from conversation we've had in earlier episodes about um, Facebook and gamification and game theory. That if you've had a campaign to draw fans to your Facebook page yes. that was based on a discount code or an offer, yes. then, then the motivation you gave them in the first place to be a fan yes. is based on that discount. Yes. So if you don't deliver that again later on, yeah. they're going to be really bored really quickly and, and, and disengage. Yeah. Absolutely. They'll stop listening. Yeah. yeah. So what would your recommendation be for something like a podcast? Because we have apparently the ones us creating. Yes. And how do we find a conversation around podcasts? Because you don't have you people usually don't comment straight off because they're listening in a in a podcast. Yeah. Or in their headphones and they're somewhere else. So they're jogging. getting that engagement is really, really hard. Yeah. It's not like you have a comment form at the end of the podcast. You have to no. go somewhere, click a URL or something. I think mm. that there are two interesting mm. I mean SoundCloud is one. Yeah. Mm. Uh, because that is I mean I've been looking at um, I, like that that's how I phrase it in my own mind is that I'm looking at SoundCloud mm. you know, I'm looking at a podcast on SoundCloud yeah. because I see those comments coming up with these little users exactly. you see yeah. the yes. audio and you yes. see the interaction Yeah. and there was a really interesting uh, um, uh, with regards to like a timeline through a show mm. it's an interesting experiment done by SVT 
uh, I don't know if it was last year, uh, collaborated with a, a production agency called Society 46 here in where they had a timeline where you could actually post stuff into where it was being said in Ooh. in in the the uh, yes it's, it's Swedish radio was it, oh, it Swedish it was, radio yeah, yeah. Okay. so you could actually post uh, references YouTube clips comments on a timeline as so uh, you could build meta content yes, around like the show a, like YouTube annotations no, you know? oh yeah, wow. yeah okay yeah yeah I love that mm. um, so that is that is one way to technically solve it but mm. then I mean you need to be you need to be able to track them yeah. Because if you if you don't know if you can't track them from no. time to time, then it's difficult for you to to take them to the next step. Mm-hmm. The interview format mm. allows for that somehow. If you find a way, right. because there are opinions all the time, and there are statistics and data, and so it might be that you shift it into becoming a question. If you don't have the exact number of something, like for example, if I would say how many people have broadband access in uh, like the OECD countries. Mm-hmm. Uh, please, someone post a link. Mm. I say that yeah. now. might not ha- happen now, mm. oh. but within a week, someone might have. Right. Yeah. So we see, we've set them a challenge really, now. People, we've set them a people challenge. People really love to solve problems. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. So yeah. <laughs> we should, we, actually, we should always start. Oh, the ones like solving problems. And nines. Mm-hmm. And nines. Yeah, they like nines. talking about them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're, yeah, they're like complicated. Exactly. They want to be seen, at least, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, they but will tell us if we say some data and it might be wrong. Yeah. Then they will be all up. That's yeah. what I was thinking. When we, we, should start, we should start saying wrong things <laughs> yes. in the podcast. Oh, we just yeah. missed April the 1st. Ah, uh, yeah. Oh. Well, doesn't, let's extend April the 1st. <laughs> we can do that. We're a podcast. This whole show is imaginary. No, but I mean, the, I, 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 I've been thinking about this format since I, I, I it was my first uh, interview uh, uh, that I had with Jukke. Uh, yeah. I've had some like back in the days with, mm. uh, yeah, it's, it's yeah. That's weird. right. You did a, you did yeah. a video interview um, for 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 Jukke. Yes, not yesterday before yesterday. Yeah, about the blog post and about yeah. guest blogging. Yeah, and then and you came here to talk about the blog post and the video. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is a marketing tour. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, the the format in itself is really interesting because I, I looked through the video afterwards and I was like, hey, if we can make this, like every single uh, question and response becomes a portion. And mm-hmm. so if you can create that mm-hmm. into a consumable portion, mm-hmm. then you don't have to watch the full 30 minutes. If, no. you, if there's an easy way to skip, mm-hmm. to make uh, annotations mm-hmm. while you record, like doing new mm-hmm. questions. Yeah. Then it would be. I'm thinking back about how we started UX podcast. Yeah. When we started out, we actually had we recorded three shows in one show. Yeah. Because we wanted to split the topics into shows so that they would be easy to handle. Into ten minute consum- consumable clumps. It was clumps. just such a pain producing it. So yeah. I mean, if we could automate that yeah. process, yes. that would be really interesting. Yeah. yeah. And that people do it for you. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's why I really like the idea with the Twitter cards. Oh, now we're going to get really off topic now, but no, but that's uh, interesting because yeah. the Twitter cards now have become really. Um, I don't understand. You don't understand what they are. No. Twitter now have launched a, a, a way of um, semantically marking up your data. Okay. Oh, your your content. Sorry. Um, to to allow like a photo to appear. You know when you have the expanded tweet and you you get yeah. like a embedded yeah. picture and yeah. so on. They even do um, video and audio now as part of that. So if somebody links Marco, to nice. one of our shows, you can actually play it on the Twitter site. Yeah, so it's nice. embedded within the tweet. Nice. Yeah, and nice. it's, it's kind of like it was with the um, Facebook pages before that you yeah. used to used to have iframed in content. Yeah. How the the video and audio players work is you yeah. iframe in your own content. Nice. So there, you could actually split the show up into into tracks. Yeah. 
and have them all in a playlist embedded by an iframe in the Twitter card on Twitter, mm. so you make it all accessible directly in yeah. people's streams. Yeah. But again, it's it's um, it's a technical challenge. It is. Um, so if somebody listening wants to build that for us, we're interested. <laughs> yeah, just email us, contact us, and we'll be um, jumping on the chance. I may even pay for it. <gasps> Careful. The service might be out there. No. Yeah. <laughs> but but then uh, thinking this this we're talking very much about campaigns and and how you 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 work with uh, with a what do you call it um, not a target but a, a potential customer of a, of a time to funnel them into a conversion yeah um, but how does this apply um, in non can, can we can we apply this in non campaign situations like you you've got what maybe we would call a, a regular website yes um, you know an everyday website that's out there and people have certain tasks to fill can we can we apply that there somehow yeah and especially i mean this this really should it works best when it's not campaign time mm. because uh, you have your customer service if you're a, like a medium sized or you work with a lot of mm. uh, customers then you have a, a customer service and from the emails that are incoming to your customer service in- inbox, yeah. uh, you can really see uh, suggestions on products, on uh, speeches, mm. on oh, you know yeah. you have all that great, and it's already written. Right, so you don't have to have a, a, a community and a no. collaborative element to your no. to your web presence or your digital product. No. You can actually look at other sources yeah. of, of well other touch points yeah. to see what people are saying. And I mean, you can reward them by saying, "This is the greatest question of the week." Boom. Yeah. You know, and they yeah. will go. Yes, I have the greatest question of the week, yeah. and so that becomes like a retention mm-hmm. <laughs> model right. in itself. The way you respond to those customer emails, like even though you might not have an answer, mm. you will be able to prolong the the time mm. that you invent something. You might be able to say, okay, we put that into our research uh, investigation squad, uh, but you get the award for the best question of the week. Yeah. Or and not the but because that's negative, but uh, <laughs> and uh, and um, that is a way for a company to work with the same principles. Like it's, I guess, gamification, rewards, mm. whatever you want to call it. But mm. it plays with the ones, especially mm. as they write some kind of suggestion mm. uh, to you. Mm. Um, at, at last, a good reason to have focus groups. Yeah. Oh yeah, maybe. Because I, I mean, I yeah. know being you are not fans of focus groups yeah. from a from a from a UX and from a from a well, from from a testing point of view as such, because um, they get very skewed um, yes. results because they're ones, <laughs> exactly. and they're giving you their ideas from their point of view yeah. and with their um, one person always with controls their goals. The exactly, yeah. but from a, from a way of or looking at it on the angle of, of giving the ones something and 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 using the ones, mm. then it's useful. Probably, yeah. Mm. I, I'm thinking of, of ways to automate this. Yeah. Um, on Twitter, I used to ha- use this tool called Formulists. Oh, I used to and love it, that. It, it used to be able to create lists for me. And one of Dynamic the list, lists. One of the lists was super sidekicks. And these were the people who were retweeting my posts the most. And it was really excellent mm. interacting with those people because I re- knew that they were interested in my content, which made me interested in their content. Yeah. Yeah. And I knew that they were at least strong voices on Twitter as well. I could sort them out so yeah. that was one way of automating the process of finding yeah. both yeah, and you, the ones and the nines and then you just at mention them when you tweet something and you knew you were going to get retweeted exactly. yeah. no, I really miss um, oh, formulists it was an excellent tool and I'm thinking now of, of WordPress tools where you could f- sort out through all the 10 years of blogging which people are the ones that have commented the most like why not send them a gift yes <laughs> we need to talk to someone about uh, marketing automation absolutely yeah. mm. yes 
and that need, I mean we have some Swedish startups in the field mm. that are doing this in social media mm. uh, but I mean the the challenge becomes the business model uh, yeah. for all of those companies because uh, they're I mean for all kinds of tools uh, such as SEO tools or social media tools or whatever there needs to be some kind of subscription fee as the yeah. bottom line because uh, people learn and then the automation for some reason becomes uh, uh, you know people don't need it anymore they feel mm. as though they don't need it anymore and yeah. that's why it loses uh, intrinsic value yes, as they yes. mm. and uh, uh, people don't want to change mm. and so they don't look at the data for they think that oh now I know who my super users are and then they stop using the tools and stop watching the growth that they w- were so keen on watching in the beginning so they don't take care of it mm. um, and that is that is d- d- difficult and so the business model really has to be subscription based and we were discussing this there, there should be some kind of service of, of like find the top uh, the, actually in the comments of that post uh, at Yuki Odenberg's website mm. uh, uh, there should be a po- there should be a way to to connect your page and then get suggestion on users or behaviors that should be good to market towards in order to build yeah. and that then that would gain then that would be valuable to the company uh, mm. because then they would be able to be more effective exactly. in their marketing mm. So media agencies out there, like you create. were talking about before, uh, James, uh, uh, this guy who actually uses a team of people yeah. to find everyone who blogs oh, about him. Before the show, yeah, yeah, yeah. To find everyone who blogs about him, uh, and so that he could go in and comment, mm. and that takes Tom's a lot of energy because I mean then you would comment on a hundred percent of the posts, yeah. but you would want something then that will allow you to find out which ones are the ones I should be commenting with. Yeah. Mm. There are actually mm. some uh, for blogging. There are some excellent spam tools. Where you can put your like specific keywords uh, into the machine, and then it will auto comment for you. So, uh, so that's where these thanks your uh, post really helped me. Yeah. Comments came from. Yes, <laughs> right. So, so for that, if used for that purpose, because uh, they can see when there is a link to your website or when there is a link to one of your competitors' websites and things like that, and then they then they post a comment about whatever that keyword is. Yeah. So the, in that sense, it could be automated. But as I think you're implying, the interesting automation would be to find out who they are. Right. Yeah. If and then, valuable. Yeah. And then treat them as valuable clients, which is not mm. automated. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so. Sort of like uh, I'm thinking of it wasn't a KLM that gave gifts to their passengers. Yes. Uh, so they found people on Twitter. They found out what they liked, and at the gate they gave gifts to the passengers. So yeah, customized awesome. gift yeah. when you were boarding the plane, based on. I mean, some people might say it's creepy, but um, <laughs> yeah, they did some research and then gave you what you wanted when you got on the plane. Yeah. Creepy is not. It's only another way of saying good. <laughs> you know, really good at like doing that. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's the way you get around your stalking <laughs> court order. I'm just doing good. <laughs> but, um, okay, I think it's time to, to wrap yeah. up. Yeah, what's, what's next? Do you have set up what, who you're going to guest blog with next? 
Uh, yeah, I'm writing one for Jerry Silver right now. Okay. That I'm re- it's about conversion rate optimization. Uh, and that will be oh, in English because his blog is in yes. English. Right? Yeah, okay. yeah, I was just going to say, excellent. The last, um, well, our podcast and then the post for Jerry, that's in yeah. English. Because that's one that, for half, at least half our listeners, that'd be a bit frustrating that you've done so much great content this <laughs> last um, month or so. Um, mm. That's all in Swedish. Yeah. 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 So I think oh yeah, I was going to say I have really, I have really uh, I have really bad Swedish grammar though so it works with Google Translate to proper English. <laughs> <laughs> so Google Translate was based on your text. Yeah. And here's something uh, that you you guys who know Jesper don't know he's half British. Yeah. I didn't know <laughs> until today. <laughs> we just learned. And you when and you're even you're not even um, fully Swedish either. So we're a right mix today. Yeah. We are, aren't we? <laughs> we are. <laughs> but here's a challenge for you as well. When you've got a gap this week you can write your 1990 post in English and post it on your own blog. I think Do I should. Because yeah. it's, a, it's, a, it's a great bit of content and cool. um, I don't think Google Translate will do it justice. Or that can be a guest blog post on my English blog. Oh! Uh, no, mine first. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, next week, next week, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thanks very much for joining Thanks us, so much. Thank you. It's great talking to you. Cool. And... Uh, As always, remember to keep moving. And see you on the other side. You've been listening to UX Podcasts with James Royal Lawson and Pear Axeboom. Visit uxpodcast.com for more episodes and to subscribe to the show. UX Podcast, moving the conversation beyond UX.